Hi everyone. Before we start today's episode, I'd like to talk about a truly difficult and unfortunate topic. Myself and the rest of the Foes and Fables crew all live in Nashville, Tennessee. Earlier this week, on Monday, March 27th, an individual went into a private school in Nashville and opened fire with multiple weapons, killing three children and three adults. It has been a devastating week for our city, and unfathomably more so for the families of the victims. The chapter of Iris is a story that reflects upon the many different issues within our country that each directly facilitate tragedies such as this, as well as how we may process and cope with the difficult times we find ourselves in. I encourage you to move forward firmly with love for the people around you and to take a stand in whatever way you can for the betterment of our country. We need to do better, and we can all be a part of that. In the episode description, you will find links to donate to the victims and survivors of the Nashville Covenant school shooting. If you can support them in any way, please consider doing so. We love you very much. On with the show. Welcome to Foes and Fables, an actual play D&D podcast wherein our current campaign follows the story of four hometown heroes navigating the hidden world of magic. My name is Tanner Azanero. I'm your humble dungeon master, joined by your incredible players. My name is David Beeman, playing the murder Hugh Bow. Oh, Hugh. Well done. Well done. I am David Sturgis, playing Roman, traumatized even in, in his dreams, Winters. Can't get a break. I'm Nathan Augustine, and I'm playing Oliver Hoff on his first day of work! <laughs> first day on the job. And I'm Zach Stenzel, playing Kirtland Cutter IV, who uh, called the police for the first time in his life. <laughs> wow. First wow. time for everything. The privilege. Um, you didn't even have to press 911. <laughs> That's true. But if we you want to recap, press 911 now. <laughs> don't no, press 911. <laughs> no, no, please don't. It. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, one other intro that I want to get into, <gasps> even though his character intro will happen later. Tyler, would you please introduce yourself for everybody? Yeah, my name's Tyler Duran, and I'm playing Redacted. Oh! oh! He said That's the line. Right. He said the line. He I'm a fan. Redacted. I'm a fan. Oh my god. I am so I'm a Kirtland roommate. The you I'm beat me also to a it. roommate fan. <laughs> I feel at home. Uh, we're so happy to have Tyler on. Now, Tyler, shut up until I tell you to talk. Um, so let's have do a vodka. quick. Let's do a quick recap. Four hometown heroes, my ass. <laughs> Last session, our party did battle against the three assassins who came after them. 
After some close calls, the boys at the bus were able to reclaim victory, killing one of the assailants and subduing the other. Hugh and Rowanna also bested the assassin attacking them. Kurt used the spell Dominate Person to get information from the one they left alive, who explained that he was on a mission from God to get rid of the chapter of Evergreen. He claimed that Hiram Ellis had nothing to do with the assassination attempt and cursed the name of Milton Virgil, the younger Archfaith. The party then got Knox Hudson as well as Bo Croons to arrive and help, with the police turning Steel 2 into a crime scene. Hugh, in a moment of rage, killed the assassin who attacked him and Rowanna after he realized the young man was not going to give him any information. Hugh reunited with his friends and the chapter of Evergreen, along with Steele, went to spend the night at Bo's place. Once everyone had fallen asleep, Roman began to have dreams that Aratus had warned him that he might have. Roman dreamt of a young boy, about five years old, going to church and having a fun time until the boy and his parents returned to their trash-ridden, disgusting home. The boy went to his room, filled with more trash and childish drawings that he made of him and his family and God, as sounds of domestic violence echoed through the home beyond the boy's room. Seeing through this boy's eyes and feeling his feelings, Roman felt that this was a normal occurrence for the boy. A crackling radio played a car sale advertisement as the sounds outside escalated to violent screams of panic and pain. The boy looked at himself in the mirror and asked who was there, causing Roman to realize that the boy could tell that Roman was looking through his very eyes. And that is where we are now. You guys wake up and it's a beautiful morning. The sun is shining. It can't be that great. The uh, tank is clean. The tank is clean. The, the tank, tank is clean. <laughs> God, that was a very Disney adult of us. But I, our podcast is brought to you by movie. <laughs> you bunch of millennials. <laughs> I'm the youngest. Uh, I do feel gross for that, but that's okay. <laughs> the, the thing is, these jokes just get funnier. <laughs> Maybe love- maybe not for our listeners, but for us, they keep yeah. getting funnier. Hopefully our laughter makes you laugh. Uh, that's, that's that's what funny. it's about. It's contagious. <laughs> laugh! Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm barking a lot Fucking of orders. Pac-Man mouth over here. <laughs> um, his original name was uh, Puckman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he was originally Paku, called Paku. that Paku Paku, which means flat your mouth opening. You know, I stopped listening to Foes and Fables after they almost died, so <laughs> that's when it really went downhill. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, Collective okay. sigh of relief. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Roman, you didn't do the collective sigh of relief. Please do one by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Great. Uh, I regret that was asking. A sign of something. Okay, it is asking. morning time. You guys Pass are all sleeping the soy sauce. in the. <laughs> I'll kill no, you. No, I'll kill you. You're all waking up in the same room. Okay. Did we make a bed? Uh, no. Yes, we did. Wait, hold on, hold on. Mega we, bed. We made a five-story bunk bed. I easily could have done that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have the magic mansion, so however exactly. you wanted to sleep yeah. last night, that's how you slept. Bunks it is cool. morning time. Uh, who took each bunk? I... Not, no, let me keep going. <laughs> no. Oliver, it is your first day of work, and you know you got to head into the My office, alarm goes off, the lab soon. I hate it. 
Um, the rest of you kind of don't have anything on the agenda specifically. Um, Oliver hasn't left yet, has he? No, Because no. I'm going to try and stop you. I'm making a bagel in the kitchen. Okay. I'm toasting a yeah, bagel. I was, I'm not making one. I, I'm toasting one. For mechanics purposes, I absolutely took a long rest because I want my stuff back. Yeah, we, we all, all took, took a long rest. For role-playing purposes, I did not sleep a wink okay. last night. <laughs> I so probably didn't either. your alarm or goes wait, off, no, you get up, and I'm up. Gotcha. You can't leave. Um, what? You, we have to stay. We, we, four assassins just tried to kill us. I was shot down out of the sky. Roman was shanked. Yeah. We're, you're not going anywhere. No, here, you, I. No. No, I. I'm not going to be pushed around on this. I'm not pushing you around. I. Listen, if anything, I'm probably weirdly, and I, I like, listen to me on this, like, weirdly very safe with this guy. I wake up, Kurt and Roman. All, Oliver, 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 Oliver's, Oliver's trying to leave. Oliver's trying to leave. I, okay, Oliver, hey, Oliver's hey, trying hey, to leave. Hey, hey, guys. No, no, you can't, you can't go. I, I'll go with him. No, no, no we're no, done no, splitting no, no, up. No, no. We're done to... splitting up. The last time we did, I almost lost you. We're not splitting up again. I'm with you on this one. We can't. We cannot split up. People call out from work for a lot less. Not on their first day. And not for this. (laughs) (laughs) Give him inspiration, man. Toxic capitalism coming your way, dude. Wow. I was born and bred in it. I have hey, called is, out for work. Is for there myself. any whiskey in this uh, magic mansion? Sure. I pour morning. myself a glass of whiskey after that comment. I slap it out of his hand. <laughs> what the fuck? I pour another one. I slap that one out of his hand. <laughs> fuck that. You're not turning to an alcoholic. <laughs> okay. Then you're not going to work. Oh, All right, continue, guys. Continue, continue, please. I, Hugh. No, the answer's no. I, listen. If I don't... Why do you I, need this job? We have all the money we could ever need. Give me and, one and, good reason why you point, have to go to this. Something worse might happen to me if I don't show up. Not if we're all I'm together. Convinced. I, Nothing's dude, worse I than one of us dying. There. I, don't, I don't think he wants you there. With everything that has happened, with Hiram Ellis in this cult and all of this, I could care less what some fucking Tomato King has to say. I'm over it. I'm done. I, I don't care you're not leaving. Technically, it's couldn't care less. <laughs> Nathan is such an asshole. <laughs> that, that was not Oliver. That was all yeah, you. That was, me. <laughs> that was Nathan. Sorry. Um, you can, whoop. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Steel actually interjects and says, Look, I also don't know if. Splitting up is the rat option. Thank you. However, I kind of see Oliver's sentiment in not wanting to create any more enemies. In addition to that, I will also say, as much as people snuck up on you last time, 
I don't think our guard was as up as it should have been, and we had no reason for it to be up in a way to be prepared for such an attack. Yeah. To be fair. I am not going to get between your brotherhood. You all are a chapter. I now sit upon a different one. Doesn't make you any less family. I know. So if I need to accompany Oliver to work, then I will do so. Um, I I can probably get one more person in. I seriously, Kurt, I, back me up here. He I, can't go. We can't let this make us. We can't live our lives hiding. We are some of the most powerful beings. And we all almost just died anyway. But we didn't. We're not as powerful as we think we are. We're not teleporting people states away. Not yet. I'm, look, really cool that we were just normal high schoolers and stumbled upon magic. Maybe we were chosen, who knows? That's fine. We were big fish in Spokane. We are out of our depth. And if we don't stay together, we're not going to live through this. What if, and hear out my plan here, we let Oliver go to work. We know exactly where it is. I'm going with him. Uh, hold on. I'll take steel. Let me. me share the plan. The Tomato King's lab is just outside of Rosemary and Beauty Queen. Yes. It's in Rosemary in. and Beauty Queen. Deep down. There's nothing stopping us from sitting in the public area around there so that we are all in the same vicinity, but letting him do what he has signed up to do without impeding him because this is a choice that he made. And yes, I hear you. I'm scared as shit, but hiding out here in Bo's mansion, it, it doesn't seem like a long-term solution. So we can at least be in the same area. So if something goes down, all of us are in the same vicinity. I just don't understand why some drug dealer is taking priority over the family. Why is this so important to you? That's 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 not the point. I'm my own person here. You guys are important to me. But I'm doing what I'm doing, and that's my thing. I don't need Roman's protection all the time. I don't need to be looked after all the time. I'm doing fine. Everything's always about, I gotta be protected and all this. And if that's because I'm not strong enough for something, just say it. Cause like, I'm, I'm tired of it. And I'm, I can do this. Like, let me do this thing. And if, and if that's a problem to you, that's a problem to you, but that sounds like something you gotta work out with yourself. Cause I'm my own person, man. I I can I can do things on my own, and I know it's not obvious that I can or something, cause you know reasons. But I can do that, and I just want a little headroom or respect. That's all. And you, I, I, I know this is coming out of a, of a good thing. Like you're just looking after me. 
and I really and have always appreciated it. But <clears throat> I can I can hold my own. And I, and I promise, I promise that I'm not just going to go dark. You'll know everything that's going on. You'll know everything. I, I there's no reason for me to hide something from you. So I if 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 we need a compromise, Steel can come with me. But I'm I'm going to draw the line after that. And you guys can come to Rosemary Beauty Queen. You, you can stay there during the day. That's fine too. I I just yeah. You get it. Also wouldn't hurt to have the allies. What? The Tomato King. Oh, yeah. Burn, not yeah. burning bridges, making friends, making connections. Yeah, I'm I at this point I mean, you all know we've apparently surmounted a, a great amount of enemies which I seems to only be growing by the minute. So, if I can have someone in my back pocket, maybe it's not so bad. And also, if we're being f thinking about it more, it's just we were attacked at night alone, out of the public eye. I don't believe that Hiram isn't involved, or at least a linchpin in what happens when we're attacked by believers. And what we know of Hiram is he's smart, he's connected, charismatic, and he knows the game. His flaw is his arrogance and self-righteousness, but he knows the game. He's not going to get anything against us in public. It's too dangerous for his own aims of getting on the council. What he's trying to do is make us afraid and get rid of us so that he has an easier chance of getting on the council. That's all he cares about. It's not us. It's what we represent. Oliver... <clears throat> I, I don't like speaking for the group, but I think I can say that none of us doubt you or your abilities or your competence or your strength. I'm just so scared. And I, I understand. I, I'm scared. I, I'm not fearless. I... I just, I need some level in here. And I know you guys have always looked out for me and, and I love that and I want you to continue to do so. But at the same time, I need some, not space, I, I Individuality. trust. And, and again, that has, I, I like, yeah, it's a crazy world out there. I'm just trying to figure it out myself as well. I pull my phone out and I dial Rowena's number. Okay. You call her? Yeah. Hey. Hey, um, um, we're going to Rosemary and Beauty Queen. I need you to come with us. Um, is something wrong? N um, I just would feel better if, if you were there. Um, okay. I hear this right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. Um, I... Yeah, I can be there um, right now. Um, I put the phone to my shoulder. <clears throat> Oliver, what time do you start? 
pretty soon. Soon. Yeah. soon. Um, we're going right now. Um, I'll be over as quick as I can. Okay, we'll see you there. Thanks. Okay, goodbye. Um, all right, let's go. And I cast Scry on Oliver. I cast a Great. telepathic bond between all of us and Steel. Do you allow the scrying? This is the compromise. Just know that I allow this because it matters to me that you know. But if something goes wrong and they figure this out and it's bad, it's not on me. Okay. Okay. Do we still want the telepathic bond then? Do you? I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm allowing can, all of it. I'm allowing okay. all of it. Can I pull Oliver aside for like two minutes? I'm going to say you guys kind of have this break in the conversation um, and uh, kind of go your separate ways in whatever kinds of conversations want to get started. Uh, Kurt eats a bowl of frosted mini wheats. Um, Oliver, can I, um, can I get my plant, please? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Thanks. I, Reach out. Give it to him. Got it. Uh, I kind of pull Oliver off to the side. I'm like, Oliver, I... Uh... <laughs> Stop. It's Zach's miming eating Frosty. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. You did. You did. You, did. you literally you did. did. You, you did. did. And you did and want to not... interrupt the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's just not true. <laughs> Honestly, I was really just hoping Tyler would see it. <laughs> I saw we all <laughs> so glad. Hey, so you can't talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Daddy. Um, Roman, go ahead. I know they've always been the most outspoken of us, and ever since all of this started, it's been hard to be ourselves in ways. I I don't know who I am in this new world yet, and I'm proud of you for figuring that out if if you don't want honest with you if you don't want to deal with you i can try and find a way to get them away if you Roman, want a, you I'm can a, have roads to I, watch your back i'll stop you right there this this is just it's the same thing and i and i and i appreciate it i, I really do this is just another way of you looking out and protecting me and you don't have to figure out a way to get rid of them to make them do something else. I, I, it's, I, I like, it's not that I don't want your protection or, or I, I, I don't need it, I, but at the same time, like I can, I can handle myself. I, I just, I just want some, some two way trust. I trust you guys. I really do. You guys have bailed me out so many times. It's about time I bail you out too. Just, of course, just let us know what you need. Frankly, I'm laying it out for you, man. You're I, the hardest one of us to kill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I just need some two way trust here, man. Right. I, I trust you guys, and I need you to trust me. Well, let's iron out that shirt and let's get you to work. <laughs> okay. I don't put on anything particular. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's no I way. I wear a t-shirt. Yep. Some five-inch shorts or five-inch inseam shorts. Nice. Uh, a fanny pack of holding around my waist and a ball cap atop my shaved head, and I 
and I and I feed. I yeah, I'm buzzed, dude. And I and I super slutty. Also, (laughs) like that whole description was an extremely slutty man. And I uh, have my wired earbuds hanging out my shirt, and I put one ear in, and I listen to "Fat Bottom Girls" by Queen. Wow. Oliver is in his slut era. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, great tune. You all go over. Um, Oliver, are you wanting Steel to accompany you in, or do you just want every... Are you just kind of allowing everybody to kind of remain in proximity? So I... Yeah, I was willing with the scry and the telekinetic bond thing. Um, and I did say I would let Steel come with me. And since it's in Oliver's best interest to put the party at ease as well, uh, I'll allow Steel to come with okay. me. Um, and if it's met with disregard, I will ask him to leave. Okay. Um, uh, Steel just says, I'll just let you do the talking and stand guard. Yeah, just stick by. Um, you're in no way my henchman or bodyguard or anything, just a friend as always. Of course. And I... You all yeah. head out. Yeah. We're driving um, here. Well, actually, well, before you get actually. before you get out to um, like a taxi or something or however you're getting over there, uh, you do see Bo as you kind of make your way through his actual place and out the door. Um, and Bo just says, hey, um, I'd ask you how y'all slept, but I imagine it wasn't great. Um, Correct. To be frank, I was so tired I did sleep through the night, but um, well, restful. Um, I want to let you guys know uh, an update. Um, he's fine, but uh, Verge was attacked last night also. Um, Same kind of deal. Yeah. That makes sense um, with what the people were saying. What happened to the assassin? Um, got away, but... Okay. Uh, Police uh, think they know who it is. Um, who do the police think it is? Just uh, some churchgoer. Okay. Zealot. Um, haven't heard anything from. Are the police investigating the church? I don't. Know. I mean, all of these assassins were churchgoers. You'd think the police would start there. Knox is not keeping me updated to anything that the media doesn't already know. Fair um, enough. As he says that, can I text Knox for an update? Um, yeah, go ahead. You send a text, but get no reply right now. Bo just says, look, I, I trust y'all. We, we're all thinking that Hiram has to have something to do with this, right? No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's going to get us into a fucking civil war. Um, is can there I precedent for that? I mean, he's attacking other arch beings, and... Yeah, can... Depending on the evidence, he'll be brought up on the same charge as we were, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully Knox does his fucking job. I mean, hopefully this will have some influence on what people think, but I just... Is there, there's like, is there any way to question him? I know a spell of zone of truth would. I mean, have... a spell of that name. I mean, I know that spell. I'm sure that anyone talking to him is is using that with him. But I, okay. it's not my channels. Um, Same. 
I know y'all are probably keeping um, an eye out on your backs and everything, but as much as it seems like a separate threat, I, I do think that um, still not a bad idea to go to that show tonight and see about the Willow Wall lead. Um, right. Uh, if you're still planning on doing that, I, I will be there. Um, I mean, I mean, I look around at the guys. Um, the thing we're doing. Uh, Kurt. Yeah. Um, Rowanna mentioned to me that um, she's kind of been going around talking to the rest of the council. Um, she mentioned to me that Aratus said your book ain't working. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think it had something to do with one of those cards that we pulled. Right. Um, seems to kind of be fighting against me, um, and I'm kind of lucky I've got this other one. Well, um, I know that other one ain't yours, and I know that other one doesn't have a good look to it. Um, fair. I'm going to warn you, you're probably going to get torn apart in the media for that um, also. For using a different... For book. using specifically a would-be liches spellbook. Yeah, it's uh, again, um, part of the game. Um, he's... We have? Never mind. He's recovering right now, but honestly, if you're dealing with things of evil and good, um, Verge might not be a bad guy to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyone else? You know? Uh, no, but... Um, Anyone knowledgeable in magics? I mean, if Aratus didn't give you anything specific, um, I don't know who else I'd talk to than the spaceman. Um, I haven't seen Aratus since you guys were left with him in Evergreen. Have you guys seen him or talked to him since? No, we haven't. Okay. Um, I can try and reach out, but uh, he's hard to he's hard to hard guy to get. Um, yeah. But I'm sure he'll be around for council matters. All right, um, if y'all need anything, you let me know. Um, you guys head out over to East Nashville uh, to Rosemary and Beauty Queen. I'm going to say you guys set up. You still have not gotten a text back from uh, Knox, yeah. and Rowanna has not shown up yet, but you guys just kind of plant yourself somewhere in the vicinity. Oliver, mm-hmm. you make your way over. Um, and kind of down below Rosemary and Beauty Queen, Steel is kind of walking silently behind you with his sword at his back. You are led by a tomato knight, um, and kind of as you're making your way down the hallway, you hear kind of a bit of half-upset, like, shouting. Um, you hear a woman's voice just say, I feel I have the right to know. I don't know why you're keeping this from me. And that's kind of when you enter the room. Um, it's a conversation between the Tomato King, Slyco, and the Tomato Queen. Oh. Uh, she's in there with him. There's the tomato queen. Okay. Uh, she kind of straightens her posture. Um, sure. And uh, just says, uh, I'll, I'll see you later, my love. And Slyco kisses her viney hand and she exits. Oliver Hoth, welcome to your first day on the job right this way. Slyco, good to see you. He leads you to a room filled with test tubes, tomatoes, arcane chemicals, and other bizarre machinery Mm -hmm. uh, that you quickly feel accustomed to. Mm. Uh, This is your space to experiment on bettering and purifying the current tomato formula and focusing on making production simpler and cheaper while not losing quality. I think I've got 
several ideas for that. I'm excited to see what you do. Uh, uh, Your first priority, of course, is that. Your second priority, however, will be to develop new formulas um, and products, uh, new uses for the tomato. Um, You have equipment fit for an arch tech here, so have at it. I will also say, being aware of what happened to you last night, you have the full protection and support of the tomato knights at your side. That is great to hear. Yes, um, you will thank not you. be harmed while you are in our care. Very great. Um, thank you for that. That that means a lot. You have my contact information, um, but I'm going to just let you do your thing uh, better than anybody else could do it. Um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to ask away. Ahara Um. So... Oliver, (laughs) I'm going to say that you kind of get started in the lab and everything. Yeah. um, And I'm going to send you something right now. Oh, I'm so excited. I need my phone. You now have the ability to access um, two tomato charges per dawn. These can be used as an action. um, And there are two uses for these charges. The rules are pretty crazy. Um, so let me know if I need to slowly go through this. Two charges. It's a long dock, everybody. Um, here's the rules of uh, the red tomato. Uh, you can now expend um, the charges. One is that you can use them to produce an extra strength tomato for yourself or an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first charge. The rules of tomatoes. Um, regular tomatoes offer 20 temporary hit points that do not stack. Uh, they grant advantage on all checks made with an ability score determined by a D6. These effects last for two hours. If a second tomato is consumed within 12 hours of the last, the length of effects diminishes by two hours, and a DC 16 con save must be made upon consumption of the second tomato. On a failed save, the consumer also takes one level of exhaustion that stacks if already exhausted. Um, So there are issues if you become addicted to tomatoes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Or need to use it more than basically once a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Extra strength tomatoes offer 25 temporary hit points. That's what you can create with one of your charges. Um, Grant advantage on all checks made with an ability score determined by a D6. And these effects last four hours. Um, So a little bit more bang for your buck there. Yeah. You may also expend a tomato charge to give yourself inspiration. That is another use for that. That can stack. Um, That can stack, yes. Oh my. That is a bonus action for you to give yourself inspiration with a tomato charge. The other use of your tomato charge is to invent a new magical effect. Nathan, in front of you on the table here are all of your scientific tools that you will need to customize magic to your liking. Mm -hmm. First, you'll roll a d20 to determine how educated of a guess you're taking as to the effect of your creation. Rolling a natural 20 may give you the ability to choose between extremely high-level creations, such as possibly modifying high-level spells of yours or your allies, affecting things like death-saving throws, and possibly more. Rolling a natural one means I will complete the creation for you, and I will roll for the possibility of this creation being helpful or hindering, possibly against the same high-stakes things like modifying high-level spells, affecting death-saving throws, and possibly more. Rolling high means you can choose between a positive or negative effect. Rolling low means you're unsure of possibly multiple different aspects of the concoction. Does that make sense? It does. So you, yeah, so you roll high, you're a little bit more in control of it. You roll yes. low, I'm in control you're of it, and control. it's more of a guess for you. Sure. 
Second, you will either roll another d20 if you want to affect an ally's skill check specifically, or you may roll a d6 if you want to affect an overall ability score. Two branching paths there. So if you sure. go with the d20 roll uh-huh. uh, and the skill check, a 1 through 18 will determine which skill you affect from top to bottom on the D&D Beyond <laughs> character sheet. Love that. 19 through 20 may let you choose the skill. Gotcha. Then you either roll another d6 or a d8. If you roll a d6, that determines the bonus modifier, plus or minus, that is added to that skill check. If you choose the d8, you're choosing to use less stable materials. I will roll the d8, and on a 1 through 5, the bonus modifier will be an 8 bonus to that skill check. Again, plus or minus. Mm -hmm. If a 6 through 8 is rolled, I get to decide if the modifier simply doesn't work or if the opposite of the intended modifier takes place. You will not know the results until someone consumes your concoction. Gotcha. So if you go for the D8, you have chance on your side, Yes. but it's more of a risk because you won't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gotcha. Uh, If you choose the ability score, uh, you'll roll a d6. One through six determines the ability score from left to right on the character sheet. If you want to affect the saving throw of the chosen ability, roll a d8 and determine the bonus modifier, plus or minus. If you want to affect the modifier of some aspect of that ability score, roll a d4 to determine the bonus modifier. For example, you roll a d6 to determine the ability score. You roll a one. So strength is the ability score you're affecting. From there, you can choose to affect attack attack rolls that use strength as a modifier or damage rolls that use strength as a modifier and add the modifier determined by the D4 of your choice. If dex, you can affect dex attacks or damage rolls or initiative. For con, I will let you permanently add or subtract a D4's worth of health to a creature um, taking the concoction permanently. Wow. Uh, for intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, you can affect spell attack or damage rolls or some other aspect determined by whatever ability score is chosen. You following me so Good far? Good lord. You yeah, following this me? This podcast brought to you by drugs. I, um, <laughs> if, as if artificers didn't have enough info, this is great. Um, I love this. Alternatively, you may create a volatile concoction to boost or subtract damage dealt by the creature who takes this concoction. If you want to add a large modifier to the damage roll of Roman, for example, you may choose to make a damage concoction. Roman must drink the concoction within an hour of intended use as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Roman can then decide when to call upon this power, but if he fails to do so by the end of the hour, the least optimal outcome with the highest possible damage modifier will take place. In this case, Roman would take 20 points of damage. Uh, When Roman decides to call upon this power, you must then decide how volatile of a concoction you've made. If you want to roll a d4, there is no risk, and Roman can add a d4 of damage to the attack. If you want to risk Roman possibly taking damage, you may roll a higher value die. You will want to roll a 1 through 4 no matter what on whatever die you choose. Should you succeed, Roman will add the maximum value of the die chosen to the damage roll. You can decide to risk this up to a d20, and you know what? Fuck it. You can risk that up to a d100 also. Um, for you have to roll a 1 through 4, four. on a d100, yep. or you can add 100 um, damage. But the or thresh- take 100 what? damage. But the threshold remains 1 through 4 always. If I'm at max health, I could technically do that and not die. <laughs> Should you have any luck points or inspiration? I'm worried that we don't think he can handle it. This is where, this is where your uh, tomato charges being used for inspiration can help you. Should you have any luck points or inspirations to re roll the die, you may expend them here. 
Um, so like, let's say you go for the 20 and you roll a five and you have inspiration or you want to use one of your other tomato charges to give you one, you can reroll. Stacking, um, baby. Uh, if you roll beyond this. a four, Roman takes the <laughs> maximum value damage instead. Gotcha. This can also be used on an enemy who takes the concoction, but the effect is reversed in an attempt to cause damage to them. So, okay. Um, when it's, it's a lot. Yes. That's all of it. In, in reference to using it on enemies, am I like force feeding them the concoction? How Possibly. Does that, how or does you're that tricking someone into drinking something gotcha. or you're injecting it into their blood. It's kind of Slip up to you on what drink. you want to do. Yeah. Oh, I can inject it even. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. Um, that is Oliver's a lot. got some gambling that to do. That is the craziest homebrew thing I have ever made. Um, I hope it sounds fun. Sorry it it's a does. little complex. I but. will... No, I I don't know if I can use it super soon, mm -hmm. but I will no, definitely totally get it. read over it and figure out ways to use that and to my And if you need me to consolidate it more, just let me know. But basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah, yeah. to create some rules for you I love it. as an artificer where you're... Basically, lab kit are the dice in front of you, and it. you can customize your use of them as you see fit. I've got alchemist supplies. Yep, so this is great. It's um, great. Uh, wow, okay. you have all of these skills at the ready. Um, I'm gonna say you get to work for a little bit. Sure. Uh, and we're just gonna cut up to uh, everybody. Are you in Rosemary and Beauty Queen? Is that what's happening? Am I able to get inside? Like down in the lab? Or no, I mean in the, the bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought they didn't let anyone under it's, eighteen in. It's the morning. Yeah, you're good. They're not gonna card. Do they have food? Um, Rosemary has food. Yeah, Great. yeah, I, yeah. All right. Wasn't so sure just kinda, they did it. But. I think Kirtland um, got himself a brown paper bag, and like you would when you were in elementary school, does that thing to cover his book cover, mm -hmm. like the the hard shell of it. <laughs> so he's just carrying around like this book protected by a brown paper bag oh. that just says Kirtland's other book. Got it. Um, to memory. And <laughs> I know. I like forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And then I think like what Kirtland is doing is kind of just like researching in his book, maybe looking a little bit online. And then texting probably Bo first and be like, do you know where Verge is right now? Like, is he in like a specific like hospital? Um, I don't know. Home? Or do I, you have his contact? Uh, yeah. So okay, I, 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 I just want to shoot Verge a text then um, and say, hey, it's Kirtland, chapter of Evergreen. Um, so sorry to hear that um, you were attacked last night. I'm very glad that you are okay um let us know if there's anything that we can do um and i'd love to chat soon um pretty quick response back hey kirtland thank you for reaching out hope you all are safe as well thankfully as a cleric i can heal myself up pretty quick so i am doing okay if you all need anything please let me know definitely would love to meet up am free today if you'd like uh yeah i just tell him i'll i'll uh get back to him because i don't want to schedule any plans yet got it but definitely want to talk to him sooner rather um, than later do you guys have any plans other than like kind of waiting for oliver to get off work kind of what what do you want to do uh i one can i go off a little bit by myself not like outside of any like reasonable area but mm -hmm. i want to start googling things by myself okay first i want to rack my brain or like Google, like images, all that stuff. Did anything in my dream look familiar? The church, the pastor, the parents, or what I want to know. Roll me investigation or insight. Oh, let him make a history check, my guy. 
investigation. I, or no, actually, history is my best, but strangely enough, uh, that's a twenty-three. Okay, um, with a twenty-three, you would be very confident in the fact that none of that dream was familiar to you. Mm. Cool. The other thing I want to Google is specifically their clothes to see if I can find what clothes they were so I can place them like time-wise. Okay. Oh, I like that. So I'm just Googling like descriptions of the clothes. Like, I want to figure out if I work backwards and forwards, what is the age of this person now? Got it. Mm. Um, with a 23, what's the best way to answer this? Um, Correctly. You would, <laughs> with a 23, with a 23 in terms of, you're, are you trying to find out the age of the child who's like, I saw that the parents' clothes were a little bit older, so I'm like Googling descriptions of those clothes and like things I saw to try and place where that was in time. And so knowing how old that was, knowing the child is about five years old, I can guess at their age. Gotcha. Okay, so if you're trying to guess at their age, you would guess that that dream that you had was kind of mid to early 40s, um, 1940s, um, and their age would be give or take 70. Steel's like 40. Okay, but he was around 40. I'm given the whole God thing, I'm sticking with Hiram for now. Fair. Technically, Steel would be kind of older than yeah. Hiram. Because yeah. he was around. Well, we said Hiram was fucking old, right? Right, yeah, like, yeah. Hiram's yeah. like 70. Yeah, yeah. Nox yeah. is even older. Steel? Nox yeah. is... Sword. Yeah. Nox is yeah. even older. Nox is yeah. probably like well, 110, He said they're about 70. Old. Hiram's about 70, so... Yeah. Yeah, but cool. That's what I wanted to figure out. Uh, I don't tell anyone about my dream. Great. Um, um, can I roll a perception check just for fun? Yeah. I was also going to say for? I want to look around the bar. Uh, I rolled a dirty twenty. What are you looking for? What do you got for me? You're in Rosemary and Beauty Queen in the daytime. Nothing seems out of ordinary. Great. I, I mean, I'm of... just looking around for, you know, assassins. No, nothing. <laughs> just Rowanna show up? Nothing threatening to you. Uh, not for a little bit. I think about a new magical sword. Um, but That's I will true. say after like an hour and a half or so, um, Rowanna does arrive and just say, hey. Um, I relay the information to her about Oliver getting the job and how we're here to make sure he's okay and just all that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm sorry for dragging you down here. I just. I, I guess, contrary to what I told you last night, I think I just feel a little bit safer when you're here. Okay. Um. What do you need from me? Just hang out here with us. We can have a drink. It just, if anything with Oliver went bad, I, I'd want us all to be here to, to save him. Um, she does sit down and she says, um, I can't stay for long. Um, I do have a lot of things I have to try and get done today. Okay. Honestly, I've kind of been running around talking to the council after what happened last night. What, what's, the, what's the consensus? What, I mean, what are people saying? Sage? trying to figure out what everyone thinks is going on. Um, I only briefly spoke with Aratus, so he just told me to look after all of you. Um, Atlas seems a bit distant about all of it. Um, he, um, 
I think he's just kind of taking in information and forming an opinion privately. Have you seen Hiram? I have not seen Hiram. Okay. Um, I'm not... We're not alone in our suspicions, are we? That Hiram Ellis is is, is involved in this somehow? try and kill people who oppose him? I um, definitely think that that's a great possibility. Um, But also... I don't know if Hiram needs to move any pieces without people realizing, if that makes sense. Does this do anything to affect anyone's view on the idea that... Okay, so you guys are listening to this conversation. Oh, am I part of this? I can hear all of it. I thought it was... That's true. We have the telepathic bond. Yeah, technically all of you can. Oh, you're right. I figured you were in your book and he was Googling, so I figured this was just Uh, between Rowan and I. I can hear all of this. I'm going to say with the stipulation, if you want Oliver to be in that, then you got to have no private conversation either. With that okay, team. you're right. Sorry, I just needed to get caught up to speed on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, no, my bad. If no, you don't want no, me to no, discuss it, go yeah. ahead. I kind of then turned to Rana and I'm like, "Does there any semblance that like this event and this cult or whatever we want to call them, these events affecting at least the vote in that like there are people willing to assassinate in the name of faith." Specifically because we may oppose the idea of Archfaiths on the council. I I know that really our only ones that... Because if we weigh it out, you're going to vote to keep them off. We're going to vote to keep them off. I think that Iris is going to be split, so that's going to be a no vote. And then Aratus is going to vote for, and Atlas is going to vote for. So unless something wild like, I don't know, Willowa shows up, or... I really don't know what else, then it's just going to be a, a stalemate. And it'll just be pushed off to another year. Is that in our favor? I know that he kind of lined it up specifically to be this year because he thought he had the vote. If Hiram has anything to do with this, which I think at the very least he does indirectly, he has been radicalizing his people for so long that now that he has pushed this decision to... I... Th- I th- I think this is the last dance. I think this is their attempt to stake their claims for good. And I think there's a reason why his people are so quick to feed into their anger. If the stakes are this high, I'm a little concerned about everybody's safety. Um, I am as well. And also what it means if my prediction is true that it's going to be a draw that it's going to be a tie and and again I know very little and honestly don't know want to know a ton about Creech that could sway some things just to let you know Rowanna just because I feel like it's rude to have someone on speakerphone and not tell them um, we're all psychically linked so this conversation okay. everyone I'm is... working downstairs I can hear everything guys <laughs> Oliver can hear everything hey Oliver how's work it's great, honestly. It's, nice. I have good for you, dude. I've had more tools here than I've ever had ever. Oliver's injecting wow. a tomato um, and seeing what it can do. <laughs> R- Ro- um, wow. So, since everybody's listening, um, Rowanna and I we we met the dragon last night. Um, I could go on about it, but the reason I'm bringing it up is Rowanna and I kind of just waltzed in there. Um, we didn't have any security clearance. There was no way for us to get in there. And we just kind of walked in. 
and I'm a little concerned about the security around that thing, and I don't really know what it can do or who can control it. Um, call me paranoid or crazy, but after seeing that dragon and then getting attacked, thinking maybe this has to do with the church or maybe Hiram, I'm a little concerned about that dragon maybe getting out or being used or it just in, in any sort of way that, I don't know, it just, I'm scared. I'm really, really scared. I put a hand on Hugh's back. You're not alone in being scared. And that makes a lot of sense. No, but what are we going to do about it? I don't have answers right now. I don't I think, think any of us do. I can speak as a separate party from you that everyone is watching the situation very closely. And it's very clear that the church stands on one side of the situation and the majority stand on the other. Their unpredictability is dangerous, but there's no more hiding in the shadows anymore. I don't... Either you are okay with what happened last night, or you aren't. I'm afraid about the people who are okay with it. Um, there... I don't know how much you've been looking at the news, but there are very differing opinions on what happened to you last night. Um, Some people are calling for you to be jailed and even hanged for your self-defense. Interesting. uh, The families of the people who attacked you last night are speaking out quite heavily. Um, Makes sense. No official statements from Hiram Ellis, though, um, or Kurch, but... And I think we need to wait to make a public statement as well. Rowena, I have a question. Yeah. Why us? Other people have been opposed for longer and more involved in their opposition than us. From an outpost perspective, put if you were the church, Hiramelis, why attack us? You're the most vulnerable. We're the newest. You shook up the entire way of life in the council and the entire stacking of the votes on either side. I am your ally. Aratus is your ally. Bo is your ally. I think Nox is your ally too, as hard to read as he is. You are not vulnerable. Know that. So, with your, what's your opinion on how do we undermine the congregation? I think we wait for Hiram to make some kind of statement um, and just watch your backs because radical people like this predicting their next moves is the hardest and most dangerous part. So stay on your toes. Not that I have to tell you that. As long as we're all together, I think we'll be okay. Um, I can't stay for much longer. That's okay. Um, I think if you need anything, let me know. But I'm I'm doing what I can on the more politically speaking side to gather info and we'll just keep you updated. Are you going to the the uh, in and out, out and in, the what, what the oh, uh, exit in? Thank you. Yeah. Are you going are you are you going tonight to the I, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, we are just so you know okay. where we are. Okay. Um, um if you need if you all need anything just let me know. I think we'll be there with um with Bo. Bo's going. 
Um, yeah, we still gotta, you know, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm leaning towards we probably should, because, you know me, I just want answers. Um, you guys kind of wrap up your conversation. Uh, it starts to get to the end of Oliver's work day. Um, so and I'm going to say, sorry, work go ahead. Day. Just a quick thing I, I say to Kurt, kind of as we're just like sitting in the bar. Um, so we're in the public eye. And it seems like the public's opinion of us in some small way maybe has an impact or is, you know, kind of important. Um, Word gets out publicly that Oliver is doing this job for the Tomato King. That's kind of bad, right? Like, that's not a good look for us just new people on the council to have one of us working for a major local drug lord. Probably not good PR, Honestly, that's one of the last PR problems I'm worried about right now. I hear your concern, and I, yeah, but also Oliver's going to be smart about this. We're going to be, be smart, smart about, about this. this. Oh, yeah. We just hey, got oh, to make, yeah. <laughs> make content. Yeah, guys, I can hear you. I've heard you this whole time. I've, like, also fashioned... This like earpiece <laughs> with a microphone in front of my mouth, so that uh, even though it's like, in your head, yeah, even though it's in my head, just so that like, like anyone else in this workplace, if there is anyone else, no, like, it's just you. Okay, and well, steel. I as I, far as you know, and steel, I, I do it for myself. I'm I, here too, though. I can I, hear everything. <laughs> yeah, I know I can hear everything still. Oh, steel heard when I talked about his abs. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'll be smart about this. I don't worry about it. It's fine. I continue to work a little um, bit. I'm going to say with a passive insight, too, uh, Knox is the clearly most buttoned up and self-protecting person that you've met on the council, and he works with the Tomato King. So. Yeah, we were able to find that yeah. out pretty easily. Yeah, He was at the uh, game, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, standing yeah. next to the Tomato King. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Oliver, after a couple more hours... NDA for that, so... I know, but... So the important people know, but again, public eye. Public so. secret. Yeah. Very much kind of guy, the Tomato King. Um, Oliver, your shift kind of ends, um, comes to a close, and I'm going to say you kind of clean up and start walking back through. You kind of make your way back towards Slyco's room, whether or not to just say goodbye or if the hallway just kind of takes you past there. Um, and uh, you kind of just uh, uh, enter into the room as the Tomato King is talking with two other people. Um, the first one you see is another tomato person. Uh, sure. As soon as you enter, you kind of interrupt their conversation, and he just kind of looks you up and down and just says, I see the dead weight is here. Um, well, I'm sorry? Oh, sorry. My name is Dr. Oxhart. Puts out kind of a viney hand. And you already know my name. Oh, yeah, the dead weight. Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, listen, Psycho. Uh, we need to talk about uh, expectations about um, this little project. In fact, ours. we do. I really think we do need to talk about expectations. Uh, um, Slyco kind of gestures get to em. you, uh, gestures to Dr. Oxhart and just says, uh, Oliver, actually, you and Dr. Oxhart will not be working together. Um, we're working on something separately. Uh, the lab is yours and yours alone. Great. Um, I'm going to say, as you kind of have this conversation, uh, also eye-catching the other person um, in the room with you is Creech. Creech is down here. Uh, okay, on I his... didn't say any of that then. <laughs> I've been staring at <laughs> <laughs> Like, huh? Uh, Creech is down here. Um, Can I 
He, is he talking to anybody? Nope, just floating there. Can I approach him? Yeah. Yes. Finally. Go oh. Buckeyes. Oh um, Oliver, don't do it. I kind of Oliver, let do it. I let Slyco and Doctor Oxheart. Yes. Um, speak with one another, and I go over to Creech, and I look up at him because he's mm-hmm. big, right? Yeah, yeah. he's big. Um, he's like seven feet tall on yeah. a floating platform. Um, hey, man. Uh, his kind of deer eye like looks at you, and there's just a little shiver in some of the hairs on its back. Listen, I um, I feel like I've gotten to know most of the council and the representatives. Um, I just really haven't gotten to know you. Um, is there? I I I don't even know what you sound like. Or anything. Uh, hi. This kind of low, inhuman rumble kind of like comes out from somewhere. He doesn't have a mouth. Yeah. Roll me persuasion. Roll me persuasion. DC is insanely high. Yeah, I'm really God, bad. I'm I wanna... really bad at that. I'm going to flash of genius. Can I, wanna... I give him a help action no. on that? No, okay. you cannot. I want to use comprehend language so bad. Can I cast, can I cast guidance on him? No. I guess they can hear me, but we can't hear. But we can't hear him or perceive what his movements are. Oh, true. Whatever. That is a nineteen. Okay. <sighs> you cannot tell what his reaction to you is, but he, from with a nineteen, I'll say you can tell he's acknowledging you, but you don't know any further beyond that. You've been acknowledged by Creech, dude. I. Reach out for a handshake. Um, Dr. Oxheart and Slyco, who are kind of having their own separate conversation, like stop and look over at you. Uh, and Slyco just says, whoa, all right, all right. Let's not get too crazy here. I'm um, not being crazy. You are. You do not want to touch him. Listen, buddy, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Let me, let me just... Do you a favor, don't don't touch him. I'm just trying to relate to my fellow council I member understand. here. Thank you for your your work today. Um, please go home. <laughs> um, I would love to talk to you. Maybe my next work day. When am I coming in next? Um, make your own hours. That's what I figured. Um, <laughs> nice. Next week, I'll come in. I'll come in next week. Okay. A week from today. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, gonna say you made pretty good progress today that warrants you being out of work for a week. So yeah. um I, I I would like to say I found the place in kind of like disarray. Disarray, for sure. yeah, and, and yeah. When I, fixed when, a lot. When I hear that he says I'll be back in a week, I just like give a thumbs up to Hugh to be like, eh? Eh? <laughs> eh, eh. Um, <laughs> Slyco, uh just a little report I've made a lot of stuff more efficient. Um, I fixed a few things here and there. Uh, let me know how you feel about it all. Uh, text me. Uh, I'm open to suggestion as well as uh, criticism. So, Of course. Um, thank you very much. I'm sure I won't have any issues with anything. Great to hear. Um, and uh, Dr. Oxhart just kind of interjects and says, I might, but uh, we'll see. I'll take a look. We're not working together. 
I never said I couldn't criticize you. Well, keep it to yourself. Doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Get him! Um, You walk away and Creech like eyes you down the whole way that you're walking back. I I him down the whole way. Uh, You feel like walking walking backwards? (laughs) Yeah, no. You you have steel behind you. Steel is like holding his shoulders and like walking him back. I I have steel kind of like guiding my way and Kite is also like tugging me back uh, as I walk backwards and I, I lock eyes with Creech the whole way. Wow, oh, um, it's super pushing your luck. Um, but, uh, I don't you, feel any awkward. You make your way back up to the front, um, and Knox uh, just, or sorry, Steel just says, "Wow, that was terrifying. I do not want to be around that fucking thing ever again." I Steel, have you? Has the Ohio Council always been this way? Um, do you know that Creech was in there? I don't know. Yeah, I, I was scrying on you. Oh. I yeah. saw. I saw everything you saw. I never. Oh, you saw everything. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was. I was crying. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only. No, I, I saw everything just that you saw. Just you, though. Yeah, just. My, yeah, and, and you know, no secrets between family. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't. I was never part of like a big council thing. We the council was brand new when I kind of got onto it. So. Um. Yeah. Okay, cool. Always terrifying monsters. Understood. Yeah. Oliver, how was your first day of work? What'd you do? Um, honestly, it was great. Uh, I, as far as I know, like, there was no supervision. I was not managed really at all, to be frank. I, I, I don't want you to be frank. Yeah, sorry. If, if anything, bad word. <laughs> so, bad choice of words. Um, to be Clahaney. To be, to be Clahaney. To be I, the garbage goat. Yeah, I, uh, I oh. kind of just did my own thing, and it was awesome. Nice. I had never had so many tools available to me, and happy for you, dude. Felt provided for. You. I have a question. I want to push the limits here. Um, I saw everything that Oliver saw. Yep. I was observing it. Am I able to make an insight check through Oliver's eyes to the Tomato King? Um. Yeah, Just, can I? Because I can observe here's, mannerisms and tone of voice and things like that. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna. I have, have you, a really. I just have something stewing about the tomato king. Go ahead and tomato do perception. Stew? Actually, since it's visually based, even better. Um, go ahead and roll perception. That's a seventeen. With a seventeen, the tomato king seemed pretty open and honest in conversations with Oliver. You could tell he was trying to rush Oliver out of there after trying to touch Creech um, because he was scared that Oliver would die. Um, <laughs> okay. Because uh, he didn't... Uh, you could tell he was like, I don't know what could happen, but I don't want to find out. Okay. Um, if anything, like I'm a little skeptical of how undermanaged um, you were. It seems a little kind strange. Of, he kind of trusts that Oliver is a fucking arch being and just can yeah. do his fucking okay. thing. Okay. He's clearly he, competent. I'll say this with a passive insight. Oliver is a fucking git for the tomato king. <laughs> yeah. like, Oliver is like, Oliver should not have this job. He's yeah. like getting genius. Uh, it's like oh. getting Bill Gates on your startup. <laughs> Just a mechanics question for the future. My passive perception is 20. Okay, great. I like, know so you guys as far have as, high well, passives. Well, as, well so yeah, as far as like rolling for perception, 
My passive is always a 20. Yeah, uh, just I'll keep that stuff in mind for certain things. I kind of know your guys' passives as well. So I just, it seems like rolling for perception is like, like if I roll less than a 20, it doesn't. Sometimes it kind of depends on like, I had to roll for that because you were not actively there. So, um, but I'm going to also say with a 17, um, that Dr. Oxheart guy, uh, who is another tomato person, um, on his lab coat, uh, you just saw a little uh, threaded image of a black tomato. I don't Word like that, that guy. I mean, I I feel like I would have. Um, I, I talked to him. I didn't like him. Um, Oliver, you did not touch one single black tomato today. Yeah, that makes sense. I can put two and two together. That he's doing his own thing. So separate from the tomato king. The Yeah, this guy's got something to do with the black tomatoes. Yeah, I... I mean, our, our interaction was brief, and I mean, you know that. Yeah. I, well, you know, he's up to something that isn't in my wheelhouse. I also feel like right now it's not our problem. I feel like we have enough on our plate. Um, and just to remind you too, uh, the Tomato King ha- or someone has described to you that um, the tomatoes and the drugs are kind of a combo between buckeye magic and iris mm, type magic because uh, tomatoes are the state fruits of both. Ohio and Tennessee. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's why Creech was there, just so in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, I'm going to say it's kind of getting towards the end of the day, and you're getting closer to when you need to be heading to exit in. Ah, yes. Uh, if that's what you guys are doing. Um, do we have time to potentially see if Verge can talk with us? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say... Like stop um, by just for like a quick 30-minute convo. Yeah. What um you know what? Just just for for time's sake, let me go ahead and roll. Yeah. Why don't you roll a luck check to see if that's still uh, an option? Natural one, my man is asleep. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to say he's not available that's right fine. now. Um uh with He's the recovering. Time I don't want to push him. Uh yeah, but he he I think you reach out and he's like, "Hey, I can I can talk soon. I'll just let you know when I'm free." Great. Yeah, um, I just kind of thumbs up. Well, I, I can't thumbs up the message. I make an emoji thumbs up on my uh turd model phone. <laughs> we'll make time. Um turd are you guys model. heading over to exit in? Uh I think we discuss it first and it's like this is something we're still interested in. I am because I want answers. Um, I don't want to do nothing. I mean, I mean, what else? Yeah. What, what else, else is there to do? Are we going to do? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Those, um, those, you know, the, the wagons, you know, the pedal things, those <laughs> looked fun. Oh man, I'll do anything with my feet now that I have feet. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. Nothing's uh, off the I limit. I think then, yeah, nothing's I think we're going all right, all right, to party bus too. talk to the guy who has talked to Willowa. Yes, that is still uh, that is yeah, kind of so what we're trying I to do. I think that's what's going on, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. okay. Still steal. Call Rose cool. to my shoulder to okay. watch behind us. Uh, you guys head over to exit yeah. in. We flash um, the Bo, Bo Croon's card still and get ourselves a Before we walk in, um, can we please not split up? Uh, yeah. Can let's, we just let's agree to do our best to, to stay together? We're all here, dude. It's, it's a crowded. It's a crowded place. Anything could happen. We're all here. It's, yeah. Yeah. Telepathic bond still going. Great. Um, you guys arrive outside the music venue. Exit in a cool little uh, spot, kind of painted black on the exterior. Uh, there's a long line, kind of wrapped around the building as people go into the venue. Uh, the marquee reads "Industry Night" as you approach. Uh, Does marquee read any other artists coming soon. 
Um, uh, can I yeah, roll a perception it? check? Or? Well, does someone who well, like wants to list some local bands, Actually, yes. Maybe, um, yeah. Tanner has an arrow. No, <laughs> yeah, Flodiceus is no, there. Yeah, Flodiceus. No, uh, I'm so glad that someone else did. Um, but for real, the marquee reads um, The Dreaded Laramie. Cool. Playing Exit In. Uh, the marquee reads um, Sycamore. Playing. Um, yeah. Dreaded Laramie and Sycamore. Cool. It's a dope doubleheader. Cool. Um, great. Right. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, um, you guys walk up and you see um, Bo Croons is kind of smiling, taking pictures of people, signing autographs. Is he um, doing the Mage Hand autograph thing? Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. I, I talk in my mind and say, guys, that's such a dick move. <laughs> Um, he's signing like multiple autographs at once. Um, Even bigger dick move, uh, but also so a smaller dick move. Glad you're a fan. Thank you. Um, uh, hey, y'all. How's it going? Um, as you guys approach, um, some people are like cheering at you guys as you walk up. Um, people, I give them like, a high five. Other people are looking at you wide-eyed like, those people almost got fucking murdered last night. <laughs> um, just like, wow. what are they doing here? I um, lean and I go, but I'm not fucking dead yet. <laughs> One girl in the crowd thinks that's super hot. <laughs> um, I go. Up I to make Bo, eye contact. <laughs> I go up to Bo and kind of as a joke, but also to see how he's going to react. I ask for an autograph. I also actually wanted an autograph. I will give you all as many autographs you'd like. Just I don't want to see him on fucking eBay. Um, he <laughs> signs autographs. Does he sign it with his mage hand or no? He signs it with his actual hand. Great. Okay. He signs it all with I, his. I, that that is what I wanted to know. Yep. That is um, what I wanted to know about him. Does security take away our weapons? Uh, oh, they're, we're good here. Um, he kind of looks at the security up front, um, and you guys all walk in, weapons in hand. Can I, I don't have a problem check? with my ID nope. or nope. anything? Nope. Okay. Can yeah. I make a perception check before we go in to see if there is an increased presence of like police or enforcers? Go right ahead. Great. Um, you are with Bo Croons at Exit In. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> uh, I only got an 11. I also rolled. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. 24. Um, there is seems to be no extra, but you might imagine that with you guys showing up, someone might make a call. <laughs> you okay. like, got it. Maybe we should get a couple extra people here. Um, you maybe see like one enforcer and then like a couple, a handful of other regular officers. Gotcha. Um, uh, you guys walk in and we're going to cut away from you all. Um, the room is packed and kind of lost in the crowd. Actually, no, way in the back rooms of Exit in these magical dark hallways and basement areas um, that are only accessible to those kind of in the know and in the magic realm in Exit in. Um, Tyler, please actually don't introduce your character yet, but if you would like to describe uh, what they look like, um, you are currently in one of the back rooms of Exit Inn. Um, I think either talking to some people or maybe getting something ready. Um, I think you kind of have a private moment to yourself, but would you please describe what your character looks like? There's this guy back there, uh, about six foot two. He's got light brown, pushed back hair, kind of almost windswept. He's wearing a light gray suit with a button up that has no tie. Uh, the color matches his red bottoms. So it's a red colored shirt that's perfectly matched with his Louboutins. Atta boy. 
He's got green eyes and he's very light complected, but you can tell he's an overall attractive guy. Hot. Um, you are kind of in one of the back rooms, kind of having a moment to yourself. Um, you kind of feel this flicker of um, just kind of your sense for talent kind of pick up. Um, would you roll me uh, Arcana or Insight? First, first guest roll. First guest roll. Foes and Fables history. <laughs> it's a nat one. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Poetic. Poetic. Wow. Yo, first guest roll. You Ooh, feel... I think someone farted in here. <laughs> it was a really talented good fart. You feel um, an incredible presence of talent. And you roll your eyes thinking that, like, Carrie Underwood must have walked in or something. <laughs> that diva. Um, Casual. But, uh, <laughs> Carrie, if you're listening, please come on our podcast. We would love to hear about how you're sponsored not by a Carrie diva. Underwood. Um, and you are welcome anytime. Um, I'll give your husband a kiss and uh, meet him on the ice hockey. Like Fisher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, I <laughs> I uh, think you don't know uh, who comes in, but you kind of feel this strong wave of uh, talent kind of out from the front um, if you want to go make your way towards the front room. Yeah, I think I do that. Okay. Just to see. Gotcha. Um, as you make your way through the hallways, um, why don't you go ahead and give me kind of uh, one more, or, or what's your passive perception? It's not a 20. Um, you know, it actually doesn't say... Oh, just kidding. It's 12. Um, roll me a history check. Okay. It's a three. Okay. Um, gotcha. Uh, this uh, woman with her hood up um, kind of can't see the feature, her features or anything. But as you're going through these halls, hallways, um, she sticks out to you just cause she kind of passes by you, um, and kind of takes up a little bit more of the hallway just with kind of a, a taller and larger frame. Um, but you don't recognize her or anything as she makes her way past you into one of the back rooms. Um, you start making your way out toward the front and we'll jump back to the party real quick. Um, Guys, do you think Carrie Underwood's going to be here tonight? <laughs> Carrie Underwood walks in. <laughs> <laughs> Kirtland is starstruck. <laughs> Kirtland Cutter the Fourth, huge Carrie Underwood she, fan. She's wow. there for like five minutes. The lore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you Wonder guys uh, kind of show up, uh, and you get. I'm, I'm going to see you go up to like the upper level of exit in, and you get yourself like. Yeah, we're trying to a, get a vantage point, like a private table and everything. Um, and this uh, artist comes on, and they're introduced as Rhett Pharaoh. Um, and this, nice. this, uh, he starts playing, and uh, Bo points at him and says, uh, "That's a guy. That's a guy we need to talk to." This guy um, sings. Um, it is probably the worst musical performance than any of you have ever heard. Oh. Um, he half stumbles through, like, half of a song, um, and kind of just... Someone better call his mummy. Uh, dejectedly. <laughs> Could I cast Minor Illusion to make him sound really good? Wow. Um, here's, here's the thing. 
I'm gonna have him roll a d20. And it's gonna be like an anti. No, I, I'm gonna have him. S- what do I want to do? What do I want to do? <laughs> Hang on. How do I want to do this? Let it happen. Roll, roll performance. Can I give him a help back? Yes. Great. So roll with advantage. Nineteen. Wow. Um. You kind of start to. How do you help? <laughs> okay. Um. So we go. Up the stairs, back by the bar, we go up and we sit down. He gets on stage and starts singing. And Hugh is already so pissed off and over Nashville and done with it. As soon as he starts singing, like the first attitude note I hear, I just like hold my hand up and like cringe and just like wave it and just desperately make him sound at least like tolerable to listen to aggressive uh, attitude it's, it's, it's just like oh gosh i can't do this anymore somewhere between <laughs> the microphone and the speakers uh some awful noise gets turned into a pretty enjoyable performance um he still close he finishes the song instead of only stopping halfway through but he does stop afterwards um you guys can kind of tell he looks a bit confused. You all know that that Hugh kind of just helped this guy out. Um, uh, the guy can tell that he didn't do great, um, but he knows that something was going on. Um, guy exits off stage, um, and uh, uh, people kind of start to set up for the next performer and everything. People kind of start talking. It's a little awkward because he did one song. Um, Bo just says, "Jesus Christ, um, my that's God. his deal." Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that this was his first performance in a while, um, but uh, I don't know Rhett too well, but I think the last time I'd heard about him, he was doing pretty okay. Uh, I think, think you can introduce us? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bo actually has like someone, like not like bottle service or anything, but someone like taking care of him. He just says, hey, can you bring Rhett up here for me, please? Um, can I get a whiskey? Uh, get Roman a whiskey, please. It's um, evening. We'll allow it. <laughs> um, I was drinking one. at Rosemary. <laughs> Down on the floor, um, your character, Tyler, um, you're kind of passing by Rhett as he exits, um, and uh, he makes eye contact with you uh, and looks at you and just says, what the fuck are you doing here? He, Rhett looks at me? Mm-hmm. You know, you know Rhett. You know Rhett. Okay. Well, I'm just here to see the show. Stay the fuck away from me. Uh, And he keeps moving on past the hallway um, to the back. Um, You kind of make your way out front. Make a perception check for me, Tyler's unnamed character. God, I think I know who Tyler's character is. Dear God, please be higher than a three I think I guessed it like a couple months ago. You said perception, right? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's another nat one. No way, Let's man. go. You want another dice? You want another uh, die? Here you go. You can have my big d20. <laughs> hey, Dungeon Daddy, can I please re-roll it? Can I have advantage? No. <laughs> um, you are... This is how we treat This guests. is lost unkind campaign. You're lost in the crowd right now. Um, You're I'm going to say uh, you go get yourself a drink at the bar, and uh, Rhett Farrow makes his way up uh, to where the party is sitting. And uh, joins you. Uh, he shakes Bo's hand. Bo just says, Rhett, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, this is a chapter in Evergreen. Uh, his eyes kind of go wide and he just says, Damn, uh, nice to 
Nice to meet y'all. Am I in trouble or something? Why am I talking to a bunch of uh, Archmeans? Oh, no. We uh, just wanted to meet you. It We're was... invited here. Yeah. Pull up a seat. Have a glass. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, I'm sorry about uh, the lackluster um, performance that I gave. Yeah, uh, what was that about? Sorry, that wasn't very good. <laughs> Bo kind of looks I at love you all like Bo kind of looks at you like the most charismatic man on the planet. Just looks at you like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Um, uh, I'm not in this industry. <laughs> Sorry, but that that wasn't very good. I don't take my no, words. No, I, I know on. it wasn't. I know. Um, I used to. Well, Bo, I I'd, I worked with Arthur. And um, Bo says, no, you fucking, oh, God. Why would you work with Arthur? Um, Who's Arthur? Arthur uh, was an old manager of mine. Um, uh, and Bo kind of chimes in and just says, Arthur's got a bad reputation of um, clients who get a big hit and then are never heard from again. Oh, well, it's good that I can hear from you now. Glad that you're not, you know. I mean, when I, I, no, the, the industry never heard from again. I don't think he actually dies. No. Listen, this is a a magic world here. We almost got stabbed to death the other night. What was your hit? Oh, um, the last, uh, job I had, um, I did a private show for, uh, uh, Willowa, Yardstorm. Oh, how was that? It was weird. How so? Um, well, <laughs> Arthur set it up. Um, Arthur gets him clients and performers every now and then. Um, but uh, I was told to go out into a field, um, find a lightning bolt, touch the lightning bolt. I did so. I was transported to what seemed to be the clouds. Like it seemed like I was on top of a cloud. And uh, I'm writing. <laughs> I want to um, know Keeping mental notes Willowa was just uh, Sitting on a throne um, Throne Didn't talk to me oh, um, Standoffish Tried talking to him But he just kind of This is about like a month ago or so Got it um, He just kind of looked at me I thought Willowa was a woman uh, uh, No Willowa is a man he just kind of talked to me and, uh, or he, he didn't say one word to me. Uh, he just stared, didn't seem to enjoy the performance at all. And, uh, after like 45 minutes, I just, uh, thanked him for his time. And, um, I, from that day on, I, I haven't been able to croak out anything other than a croak. So, wow. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, that's what, right. um, what field did you go to? Was yeah. it just any field you went to, or I think it was like kind of kind of a little past Hermitage, but um, Her- Hermitage, where a little neighborhood hermitage? outside of Nashville. Okay, um, uh, nowhere specific. Uh, okay. Honestly, might have been private land. Uh, just random. I, I don't know. I I didn't set it up. Ar- Arthur is the one who set it up. Would Arthur know how to contact Willowa? I have no idea. Um, when was the last time you spoke to Arthur? Uh, unfortunately, a couple minutes ago. Um, he's he's here. If uh, 
we were trying to talk to him, but um, if you're looking for a music career, I would steer fucking clear. When was your performance with Willow? About a month ago. Well, luckily, I'm not looking uh, for a career in music. Hey, All um, I know is I like Carrie Underwood. Hey, Bo? Yeah. Could we meet Arthur? Yeah. Um, I, I, Arthur and I used to kind of run in the same circles. Um, I've never worked with him personally. Um, I'm I, very interested in a music career. <laughs> what? Uh, well, I think Arthur will be interested in you then. Uh, and I used to play um, guitar. Uh, Rhett hands you. Uh, he says, I, "I'm never going to use this again." Honestly, I forgot it was in my wallet until you brought it up. But here, Tyler, what is the name on the business card that is handed to the chapter of Evergreen? On that business card, you read the name Arthur Icarus Morrill. Of Third Wish Artist Development Services. You are handed that card. Everybody, um, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be a little retroactive with the way that I did this. Um, everybody roll me a perception check. I'm not allowed to use my passive, aren't I? Um, not if you... I already just yeah. rolled in. And no, it's pretty busy. Uh, Kurt, what was your... 10. 16. 11. 12. Um, you don't need to roll, uh, Arthur. Um, okay. Oliver, roll me history. This actually works out great. Oh, okay. 13. I'm going to say something kind of clicks in the back of your mind of something you noticed when you walked in. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice this, this kind of oddly shaped person with their hood up who kind of made their way like backstage and down the hall. Um, okay. As you're kind of having the conversation, that person just kind of sticks out to you. And I think you keep looking back that way. Sure. Um, and you're kind of like, huh? The way the the height and like kind of the odd head shape beneath the hood, you kind of wonder if you saw the tomato queen walk backstage when you walked in, as you're thinking about it more and more. Oh, gotcha. Um, um, I keep you, that to myself. You kind of have that realization as um, uh, Rhett hands you guys a business card and says, "Anything else I can uh, help y'all with?" Uh, uh, what's your favorite restaurant around here? Ooh, I'm trying to think of what's right there. There's an I love sushi. I've never been there. There's a oh, there's a Krispy Kreme. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. There's an Elliston West End area. There yeah. used to be a Qdoba, but it shut down, and then like the closest one is in like, Tennessee. Right, burger what's shop. like a local place there? No, there's such there's Chili's. a really good yeah. burger place. Like a, oh, a, there's a, it's like what's right there. Sitar. I know exactly what you're talking about. What's oh. it called? It's so, Sitar is so good. Sitar is right over there. I can say Sitar. It's like down the street from the end. There's a Five Guys. <laughs> no change. You're gonna go from yeah. classy Indian food to Five Guys. Yeah, come on now. I my, forget. My I favorite. Uh, uh, there's this great Indian place down the road called Zatar. Uh, I like Thank that. Thank you. Um, great. I think we want to meet Arthur. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have Bo. Um, okay. Um, Bo kind of starts scanning the crowd to see if he can. Uh, 
uh, look for him if you guys want to come up with a game plan or if you're just like, let's just see him and then go talk to him. I mean, I think we just got to... I'm always going to err on the side of truth. We're looking for Willowa and he is the last, our closest connection to meeting him. Truth, but also caution. Tact, yeah. I am in agreement with this, but I also have the notion of maybe trying to find the tomato queen back there as well. The tomato queen you think is back there? I don't say that out loud. Okay. Saying that. Are you doing anything about that? Um, maybe when we're back there. Okay. Um, you don't know. You assume Bo could get you backstage. It is kind of like backstage and. Well, I, I okay. I'm sorry. I thought that's where we were going. Oh no, uh, you weren't. You just know that everyone was trying to find Arthur. Oh, I thought he was backstage. You don't know where he is, technically. You don't know say. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna say because Arthur came out onto the floor. I was gonna say I probably ask Bo or Rhett what Arthur looks like. Uh, well, Bo points down from the balcony, uh, and you guys see Arthur Icarus Moral kind of down in the crowd. Are those Louboutins? <laughs> Uh, do you guys make your way down to him? I probably just immediately stood up and started walking. I mean, yeah, we'll yeah. follow. Um, Arthur, you are approached. Uh, go ahead and roll me history with advantage. I'm going to use the dice Zach gave me since mine are so bad. <laughs> you have advantage. You have advantage. <laughs> Thank God that was well, a four. Was a, oh, my God. <laughs> it was higher than a three. There we okay. go. 16, and what was it? Uh, uh, history. history. History, so 16. Okay. Um, you immediately recognize why you felt this intensely strong talent enter into the space uh, because Bo Croon's the arch melodic is here. Um, he is accompanied by who you would recognize from the news and local events, uh, the chapter of Evergreen. And or the they, chapter of Evergreen from the news. <laughs> they kind and of local events. Directly approach you. I probably like immediately stick out my hand and go, Arthur, Bo told us we should come meet you. My name is Roman Winters. It's good to meet you. Oh, I already know your name. You and it me? seems that my reputation precedes me as well. Of course, always, sir. <laughs> uh, what brings you to the exit in tonight? Well, I was just coming to see my old client. I was hoping to uh, maybe help with his publicity a little bit. Mm, is it falling behind? Is it failing? Well... You know, I think he just kind of cracked under the pressure. He had one really big hit, and then as soon as he got popular, it was like he got scared. Is he not with us? Rhett? No. Okay, okay. No, okay, Rhett okay. left no. you guys. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. okay. I was, was going to say, I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> and Rhett would not want to talk to Arthur also. Yeah, so okay. he would walk Arthur away would probably say that to his face, too. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants to help him. He'll be honest. Hey, Arthur. Um, long time no see. How you been, buddy? Bo, it's a pleasure as always. Right. Listen, um, let's cut to the chase. Um, we got some questions for you, uh, specifically about, um, your business relationship with, uh, Arch Storm, Willowa. Uh, you got somewhere we can talk? Yeah, of course. We can step back to the back. I'm sure we can find a private room. <sighs> Lead the way. All right. I, Arthur leads the Thank way back so to the backstage. Um, 
I'm gonna say you do know some rooms back here. Um, exit in has like various kind of like not a maze, but just catacombs. like yeah, kind of catacombs of magic rooms and green rooms and like backstage type. Does things. Arthur have like one private one for himself? I don't think you specifically have one, but I think you're familiar enough with the maze aspect of it that you are like I know a spot that's usually pretty empty that we can um, keeping like to. a mental map of our steps so we can get out of here. Oliver, um. Why don't you roll me uh, either perception or investigation? Ooh, we're investigating. 14. You all are walking down the hall, um, and you start to uh, pass by uh, this uh, room. There's a door that's kind of like cracked open. Um, that you see, uh, and Oliver, just cause you're kind of heightened cause of who you think you saw back here. Um, you're paying a little bit more attention. Um, and you just hear like the slightest like whimper behind this door. I glance in. You see the tomato queen. Uh-huh. She is being elevated off of the ground as Creech wraps his tentacles around her and begins to suffocate her. Um, I keep walking. <gasps> I keep walking. You keep walking down the hallway. I keep walking. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. Good decision. I'm still scrying on you. So I saw that. I I look at Hugh and I say, "Wow." There's a, for the listeners. There's a lot of no, there's a lot of nonverbal communication happening between <laughs> I'm, Hugh I'm and Oliver the, right like, now. Hand across throat thing. Like don't like, keep going. Kurtland in our uh, our mind communication says, "Guys, do you think Carrie Underwood's ever been back here?" <laughs> mm. So Arthur, mm. um, uh, how long have you known these halls? Hugh, are you are you doing anything about this? Arthur, do you know Carrie Underwood? <laughs> I I like am wide eyed at Hugh. Like, don't like this is. We have to stay out of it. Do you? Does Arthur know Carrie Underwood? I'm sure you've met Carrie. You're I, not that big. That's true. I've met. I probably met her. I I know Carrie. What are you talking what? about, Arthur? You didn't tell me. This. I'm the arch melodic, and she's Carrie Underwood. I'm the arch melodic. Bo is like an A-lister celebrity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the arch melodic. Oh uh, yeah. Um, it's just you know. My mom played a lot of Carrie Underwood growing up. And... Uh, last chance as the Carrie Underwood conversation <laughs> takes you down the hallway, Hugh. I trust Oliver. Okay. He, I can tell he wants me to, it, it, it best, not tell everyone and make a whole thing. Okay. So in this moment, I'm going to put family first and trust Oliver. You guys walk. Steals with us still, yes? Yes. Great. You guys walk down 
this back hallway, deep within Exit Inn, with a stranger who knows something about the Arch Storm. And as you continue walking, it is impossible for any of you to hear the Tomato Queen's bones break under the pressure. And that's where we'll end our session. Dude. Oliver was in a I didn't moral know dilemma. Oh, I have a lot to say. Uh, thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. Share us with your friends. Join the Discord and join in on the conversation about the show there with others. Uh, and does anybody want to shout anything out on our way out of here? Yeah, shout out Carrie Underwood. <laughs> shout out Drug Operations. Yes, shout out the Dreaded Laramie. Shout out Sycamore. Great local bands. Love them. There's some great friends. A um, lot of great local bands here in Nashville uh, that are not country music. Uh, yes. uh, I, w- I would love to just emphasize this for our listeners. Like, there's so much more to Nashville than country music. There's a lot of great stuff here. But I've been waiting all day for Monday night. Why? What's uh, Monday that's night? A, uh, that's a Carrie Underwood line from the NFL primetime Get- Monday game commercials. Why would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you, it's for the listener. <laughs> and why would the listener know that? <laughs> it's for, what's, it's for your, Gary. Also, what's your demographic here? I'll shout out a Washington natural artist, uh, Anna Ice. She was a natural artist and then moved to Seattle. Well, th- this is the other thing, too, that I think like we should acknowledge is the massive overlap between Foes and Fables listeners and Carrie Underwood fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's our whole market. <laughs> Yeah, because everyone should be a fan of Carrie Underwood. Oh, wow. Um, Tyler, sorry you didn't get to play too much tonight, but Tyler will be back with us next time. We're super happy to have you here, and we're super happy to introduce Arthur Icarus Morrill to you. What a character. Um, We will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.